When it became obvious that Dorothea's nephew Hugo was going to be moving in with her, she rummaged through the boxes of junk on her closet shelf and under her bed and finally found what she was looking for, the newspaper clipping about Iris's death. Teen mother slain in drug dispute. A subheading read, Baby sleeps through it. Dory hadn't thought about Iris in years. The clipping was beige and brittle, the tape where she'd joined the two parts was yellow and had lost its stickum. There was a hazy picture, high school yearbook probably, black sweater and pearls, and the beautiful smile. That was teen mother, Phineas's girl, dead at 19. And baby was Hugo. She had met Iris twice. The first time, Phineas had brought her over to Dory's apartment. Dory was just out of college, living in one room in New Haven. She answered the door in her bathrobe. It was Sunday night, the New York Times was spread all over the room, and Dory was drinking Harvey's Bristol Cream. She hadn't expected Phineas or the teenage girlfriend she'd been hearing rumors of. Her mother called Iris Phineas's chippy. She had half thought, without much hope, that the ring at the door meant the return of Mark, the man she had been in love with for a year, who had left for the West Coast a month before had imagined finding him on the doorstep, arms outstretched, ready to admit that San Diego was hell, he couldn't live without her, she must marry him instantly. And there was Phineas with his monkey grin, and beside him a hugely pregnant girl who looked about fifteen, and was so absurdly, perfectly beautiful, like a turn-of-the-century china doll in a museum, that she was almost grotesque, or so Dory thought when she opened the door. She didn't want to offer them her expensive and stingily hoarded sherry, but Phineas picked up the bottle, whistled, and said, with the unamused snicker that preceded nearly everything he uttered, Will you look at what these bimbos with the college degrees can afford to drink? He took two glasses from the cupboard and poured. Hot shit, he said, as if it were a toast, and raised his glass to no one in particular. They stayed half an hour and finished the bottle while Phineas told Dory about his job in a car wash. His boss was a jerk, the work was crappy, the pay was piss poor, and Phineas wasn't going to waste much more of his time in that shithole, that was for sure. A prophetic statement, as it turned out. I thought it was time you met old Iris, Phineas said as they left. Iris hadn't said a word, just smiled and drank, with one hand resting impersonally on her vast stomach. Good luck, Iris. Dory said at the door, and Iris said, Oh, thanks, as if she'd just noticed Dory's existence. And then she added politely with a strained smile, I'm so glad I finally met you, Dory, in a small, squeaky voice that sounded seldom used. On an impulse, Dory gave her a quick hug. God to be put in this predicament by Finny, the poor girl. Her cheek was cool as clay, her stomach harder than a basketball. Her hair smelled of something Dory couldn't place right away. It came to her later, marijuana smoke. Then, on Thanksgiving, Phineas was due for dinner at his parents' house with Iris and the baby. When Dory arrived, late on purpose, Phineas was storming around the living room saying, Jesus Christ, and goddamn shit. You ought to sign up for a vocabulary building course, Finny, Dory said, taking off her coat. She kissed her mother, then her father. They were standing together silently by the piano, she in an apron, he holding a teddy bear by one leg, both of them wearing the cowed looks that only Phineas could produce.
Iris sat in the wing chair nursing the baby under a tea towel. Dory imagined her mother running to get the towel when Iris opened her blouse. Iris wore a flowered shirt. Her blonde hair was in braids around her head. Her eyes were blue and her cheeks pink. If tears hadn't been running down her face, she would have looked like a Mary Cassatt Madonna. Nobody asked for your goddamn opinion either, Phineas said to Dory, then whirled around and said, fuck it, goddamn shit, I don't have to take any of this, and headed for the door. Iris buttoned up her shirt. They all had a glimpse of pearly breast, rose-red nipple, and followed him, weeping. Phineas stormed out without another word, but Iris paused in front of Dory and held the baby up, a fat pink object with a milky chin who resembled neither her nor Phineas. Hugo, Iris said, and smiled through the tears.